Thank you so very much for joining me again today. Thank you for watching our broadcast. And a special thanks to all of our partners and friends that believe in this ministry, support it faithfully. You're a great blessing to our life, to this ministry. You know, I was uh, on a tour in California just a few weeks ago, and every place I went, every city I went, every church I was in, every meeting I was in, there was somebody that came up to me, usually more than one, and said, Brother Jerry, I'm your partner. And I tell people all the time, that is the greatest compliment anybody could give me because that says, I believe in you. One lady in particular said, her and her husband came up and said, Brother Jerry, we've been your partner for 30 years. Isn't that exciting? Praise God. So thank you, partners. You're the ones that help us do this. This broadcast is reaching nations all over the world, and you're going to get credit for it when we get to heaven just as much as I will. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And all of you that correspond with us, we appreciate it. Please send your testimonies. There are many, many others that have testimonies that we never hear about unless you let us know. In fact, uh, Joe, my international director sitting in the audience, and we were in Canada here not too long ago doing some meetings, and a couple came up to us and said, Brother Jerry, 20 years ago you were in Toronto, and uh, we brought you our little baby who was born with no hips, no, no hip sockets and joints, and said the doctor said that the, uh, she would never walk, that uh, there was nothing medical science could do, and said, we gave her to you, and you prayed with her, and then you dedicated her to the Lord, and said, that was 20 years ago. Do you remember that? I said, oh, yeah, I remember that, and Joe remembered it. We were in Toronto during that time uh, where I'd gone for one night and wound up staying 21 nights. We had such Holy Ghost meetings. And it was during that time, and uh, here it is, 20 years later, and I'd never heard this testimony. She said, we'd like for you to look at our daughter. Here it is, 20 years later, and the daughter come walking up there to me, beautiful young lady, and the doctor said, we have no explanation outside. It is a miracle from God. Amen. Now, for 20 years, you know, this little girl had her miracle a long time ago, been walking and grew up to be 20 years old. And I never knew about it because nobody bothered sharing it. Well, I know there's thousands of other testimonies out there in those living rooms or bedrooms or wherever it is you're watching this broadcast, your office or in your car on your iPhone. Praise God, that beats anything I've ever heard of, but they're doing it. And I want you to send that testimony of how this ministry has blessed your life. Thank you in advance. See, that's my faith talking. Thank you in advance for writing to us and letting us know how this ministry has been a blessing to you. All right. At the close of last week's broadcast, we were talking about petitioning God for prosperity. And we gave you um, the, the lesson on how important it is for you to go to the Bible and find all the scriptures you can find on prosperity and include them in your prayer petition. Don't just pray, God bless me. That God's already promised to bless you. You know, for you to go around just saying, oh, I just hope God will bless me. Oh, wouldn't it be nice if God would bless me? That's a waste of time and a waste of words because God's word already says that he will bless you. In fact, he has blessed you. The blessing of God is already on you. It's a matter of learning how to walk in it learning how to appropriate it. So when you're praying for prosperity, go to the Word and find out what His Word says. Don't pray some general prayer. Be specific. Amen. 
And you can be specific by finding out what His Word says. And then once you find out what His Word says, construct a petition based on His Word and then present it to Him. Now, when you're praying for prosperity, it's vital that you also sow a seed. When you're asking God to bless you financially, then sow a financial seed. That's the law of seed time and harvest. If a, if a farmer wants a crop of cotton, then he's going to have to plant cotton seed. Right. You know, my friend Charles Capps, he's going to be with the Lord now, but uh, Charles and I preached together for many, many years, and, and uh, Charles was a farmer before he became a, a, a teacher and minister of the Word of God. And I learned so much from Charles because of his farming background, you know, and his expertise in that area. And uh, where Charles lived in England, Arkansas, uh, he raised cotton, he raised rice, and he had a lot of acreage. I mean, he, this is not some part-time thing with him. He was, he was a farmer, you know. And Charles was a pilot, and he had a little airstrip right in the middle of his cotton field close to his house and had a hangar built there. And when I would go to visit Charles and go to preach with him, I'd fly my plane there and land in his, on his airstrip. And usually every time I landed... When I got on the, the, the runway, there was usually cotton on both sides of the wings. You know, I could see cotton crop. I mean, just a beautiful harvest of cotton. But this one time I landed there and it wasn't cotton. Something else was growing there, but I wasn't familiar with it. I didn't know what it was. And so Charles was a man of few words, except when he got behind the pulpit. And one of the greatest teachers the planet's ever seen. And, uh, uh, but you know, just talking to him outside of him teaching from the pulpit, he was a man of few words. And when I landed there and I got down to the hangar, I opened the door, got out of the airplane. Charles is standing there. And uh, he said, welcome. I said, glad you're here. I said, thank you, Charles. Been looking forward to it. He said, you got any luggage? I said, yes, sir, I have some luggage. And uh, he said, well, hand it to me and we'll take it up to the house. So I'm getting the luggage out. And as I got it out, I said, uh, Charles, where's your cotton? He said, didn't plant any. He said, you got any more luggage? <laughs> I said, Charles, why didn't you, why didn't you plant cotton? He said, didn't want any. You got any more luggage? <laughs> I said, Charles, what is that growing out there now? He said, soybean. You got any more luggage? <laughs> I said, why'd you plant soybean instead of cotton? I didn't want cotton. I wanted soybean. <laughs> Let's go to the house. Peggy's got dinner ready. That's it. <laughs> that was the end of the conversation. But I got a revelation. If you don't want cotton, don't plant cotton. <laughs> if you want soybean, plant soybean. Right. What was he saying? Every seed produces after its own kind. Right. You're not going to get soybean if you plant cotton. Right. Amen. Amen. If you need financial harvest in your life, if you're believing for prosperity, sow financial seed. Doesn't that stand to reason? Doesn't that make sense? Every seed produces after its own kind. Amen. So you say, but I don't have a lot of seed to sow. God can take little and turn it into much. Amen. God never forgets a seed sown. And the size of it is not what matters. Is, is it coming from your heart? And is it the best seed you can sow? Amen. If it is, then God will honor that. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. When, when you have a need,
plant a seed. One of the lessons God taught me years ago was stop being need-minded, become seed-minded. Whenever you have a need, plant a seed. Amen. That's how needs are met. Plant a seed. So it's important that you learn to sow seed right along with that financial petition that you're praying. Amen? Amen. Praise God. We'll talk more about that in just a moment, but watch this announcement and then I'll be right back. Are you ready for revelation on petitioning God for prosperity? In Prayer of Petition, Jerry Savelle guides you to discover the prayer that gets results. With poverty and bondage running rampant through the world, we need to pray. Learn the biblical definitions of prayer and supplication and discover how to pray effectively and powerfully. If you're tired of living below your privileges as a child of God, then get ready to receive some marvelous revelation. In the three CD teaching, How to Go from Abased to Abounding, Jerry Savelle teaches from God's Word and brings revelation that will bring you out of being abased to abounding. Live a life that's plentiful and overflows. Don't wait. Learn to petition God for prosperity. Call now or visit jerrysavelle.org to request this powerful combo, prayer of petition, and how to go from abased to abounding. Learn the biblical way to petition the Lord and see increase in your life today. Amen. Praise God. Don't forget to get those products. Those resources were made for your benefit. Listen, I already know this stuff. I put it together so I could help you, okay? It's working for me, and I know God wants it to work for you. Now, before we went to the break, we were talking about praying a petition for finances, for prosperity, and we talked about how important it is that when you pray that prayer, that you sow a seed. Now, the book of Galatians says that, that uh, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So this is the law of seed time and harvest, that is mentioned in Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. So become seed-minded. Think of, every time you have a need, think immediately, where's the seed I can sow? It doesn't, it doesn't have to be a lot. In fact, think of what Jesus talked about with the mustard seed. He said it's the smallest of all seeds, but once it is sown, it grows up and becomes large. So you know, whatever seed you can sow, just become seed-minded, add that to your prayer petition, yes, and then you have this confidence, according to Luke 6, 38, given it shall be given unto you, yes. good measure, pressed down, yes. shaken together, Amen. and running Amen. over shall men give unto your bosom. Amen? Yes. Now, also, after you have prayed the prayer, and you include in that petition, Father, I'm going to sow this seed, and based on your word, I can expect a harvest, then don't forget when you do the amen to that petition that you begin to enter into thanksgiving and praise. I mentioned this on the previous broadcast, but I want to say it again because it's so important. Philippians 4, 6 says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. What is Paul saying? Don't forget the thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Right. Amen. He says in the Amplified Bible, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition. And then the Amplified puts in parentheses, de definite request. 
Listen to it again. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite requests, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. Amen. So once again, when you, when you turn to your Bible to Philippians 4, 6, and it says with thanksgiving, right in the, right in the margin of your, Bible, of your Bible or at the bottom, at the top, wherever you got room, don't forget the thanksgiving. <laughs> Amen. Don't forget the thanksgiving. See, if you, if you petition God for prosperity and you didn't enter into praise and thanksgiving, your petition is not complete yet. Amen. 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 Don't forget the Thanksgiving. Look at your neighbor and say, don't forget the Thanksgiving. So notice Paul in his mind, prayer is not complete without Thanksgiving. He said with Thanksgiving. So if you haven't offered Thanksgiving and praise, then you haven't put all the ingredients in your prayer yet. Okay. So Paul made it very clear that our petition should include Thanksgiving. In Psalm 100 and verse four, it says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Thanksgiving and praise touch the heart of God. He likes to know that he's appreciated. Everybody likes that. Everybody likes to know they're appreciated. Amen. But when we offer thanksgiving and praise in advance, then that demonstrates our confidence in his integrity, in his faithfulness. Thanksgiving and praise open the door to a continual flow. See, don't, don't end it just when you prayed the prayer. Yes. Be, be involved in thanksgiving and praise during the process between amen and there it is. Good. Amen. amen. You don't have to pray the prayer again. No, he heard you the first time. Come on. But you never stop offering thanksgiving and praise. Good. You know, sometimes I'll pull that petition out and I'll just read it and I'll just say, Father, I just want to thank you that on, and I go back to the date, you know, that on January the 1st, you know, 2014, I prayed this prayer. And Father, I just want you to know that I believe I received it and I'm off new thanksgiving and praise. No matter how much time has passed, I never prayed the prayer again because I believe I received the first time I prayed, but I'm continually offering thanksgiving and praise. Amen. Amen. Some examples of Paul's prayers of thanksgiving. I'm not going to read them all, but I'll give them to you and you can look them up yourself. Romans 1.8, 1 Corinthians 1.4, Philippians 1.3, Colossians 1.3, 1 Thessalonians 1.2, Philemon 1.4. I'll read them again. Paul added thanksgiving with these prayers. Romans 1.8, 1 Corinthians 1.4, Philippians 1.3, Colossians 1, 3, 1 Thessalonians 1, 2, and Philemon 1, 4. So offer thanks. Psalm 103, verse 2 says, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Amen. Don't ever forget what God has already done. Thank Him for that. And continually praise Him for what you believe He's about to do. Psalm 30, verse 10 through 12 says, Thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing and girded me with gladness. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. How long am I supposed to praise God? Forever. Amen. So don't think of this in terms of, well, I'll do it after I pray. 
and I'll do it a couple of times while I'm waiting for the manifestation. No, you praise him forever. Yes. Amen. Yes. Never cease to praise him. Psalm 105, verses 1 through 5. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Amen. amen. Talk of the goodness of God all the time. Can you say amen? amen. And then I want to close this session on how important it is that after you have prayed, stand. Don't ever give up. Can you say amen? amen. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13 and 14, and having done all to stand, stand therefore. The New Living Translation says, stand your ground. The New International Version says, stand firm. In other words, when you say amen to your prayer, that means so be it. Amen means so be it. And the moment you say amen, then you prepare to stand. I like what Kenneth Hagin used to say. If you are prepared to stand forever, it won't take very long. Yeah, right. amen. amen. If you're prepared to stand forever, then it won't take very long. In other words, you have to settle it in your heart that giving up is no longer an option. Is that easy to do? I'm not saying it's easy, but it can be done. But you have to, you have to purpose in your heart up front, that once you say amen, then giving up is no longer an option. Remember what Jesus said? We read this uh, at the beginning of most of these sessions, Luke 18, 1, men ought always to pray and not faint. The Amplified Bible says men ought always to pray and not turn coward, faint, lose heart, and give up. Amen. So if you're going to petition God, then determine in your heart that you're going to stand for however long it takes to come to pass. There are some petitions that I've experienced results in in a matter of hours, some a matter of days, some a matter of weeks, some it was a matter of years. But nevertheless, they all came to pass. Hallelujah. Amen. They all came to pass. Praise God. I know every time I've petitioned God where our aviation department is concerned, and, and God has blessed this ministry with nine different airplanes over the years. Praise God. Debt free. Hallelujah. And uh, there was only one of them I borrowed money on and I shouldn't have. I knew better, but I got impatient. Don't look so holy. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Amen. I got impatient. I, I kept trying to convince God this is a good deal. You know, we need, we, we need to jump on this. Don't pass it by. And God never said yay or nay, which should have given me an indication. He didn't think it was as good a deal as I thought it was. And I borrowed the money, and it was the hardest thing in the world to make the notes. It was like the heavens became brass, you know. And finally I said, God, why is this being so hard? He said, because I told you before you ever got your first airplane, I don't ever want you borrowing money on an airplane. And you compromised. He said, that airplane is an Ishmael to you. It's not an Isaac. He said, now, if you'll believe for the money to pay it off and give it away, then I'll bless you with the airplane you should have had. Wow. I said, well, God, if I can believe for the money to pay it off, I'll just keep it. He said, it'll be an Ishmael to you. <laughs> and I don't want you flying Ishmaels. I want you flying Isaacs. Ishmaels are of the flesh. Isaacs are by faith. Amen. Amen. And so I said, okay. And I believe God. And in less than two months, I received the money to pay that off. 
and I sold that airplane to another minister friend of mine who was believing for an airplane debt free, and it was an Isaac to him. I mean, it was a great blessing to him. And in a matter of a few months, I received my next airplane, which was bigger, better, and faster than the one that I had, and it was debt free. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So I had to stand for it, you know. I had to stand for it. So there's this opportunity to compromise while you're standing. Anybody ever been tempted to compromise? Well, I learned from Oral Roberts years ago, whatever you compromise to get, you will ultimately lose. Whatever you compromise to get, didn't I lose what I compromised to get? That airplane became an Ishmael to me. It was not what God wanted me to have, and I didn't approach it the way God wanted me to. I knew too, I knew better. I'd already believed for an airplane uh, before this one, years before that was given to me, debt-free. So I knew how to do this, but once again, I got impatient. Impatience produces Ishmael's. Amen? You say, where'd you get that? Abraham and Sarah. God told Abraham and Sarah they would have a son. They got impatient. Sarah came in one day and said, sweetheart, I think the way this is supposed to happen is with uh, my handmaiden. She can conceive. I can't. It's impossible for me to conceive. She can conceive. And Abraham agreed to this, and an Ishmael was born. And if you study your Bible, you'll find out from the time Ishmael was born until God spoke to Abraham again. It was 13 years. Compromised. And we're talking about the father of faith. But this was before he was known as the father of faith. (laughs) See, even fathers of faith have to learn not to compromise. Amen. And so the Ishmael was not God's plan. And then when God appeared to him in Genesis 17 and said, I am the almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect. That meant stop compromising. I don't need your help. All I need is your faith. That's what God was saying to him. And the Bible says from that moment, Paul picks up on this in Romans chapter four and says from that moment, Abraham staggered not at the promise of God. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God, considered not his own body, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. And an Isaac was born. Amen. So don't, don't compromise while you're standing. Amen. Stand, stand on the word of God. I know it's hard sometimes, but the rewards are great. And if you ever, if you ever go beyond that temptation to compromise, See, that's what persevere means. Going beyond the temptation to compromise. That's perseverance. It's it's outlasting the devil. And if you do that, if you ever do it one time, then you're going to find, praise God, that he can be beat. And if you do this every time, you can beat him every time. Can you say amen? amen? So, having done all to stand, stand. Ephesians 6.10 says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. How do, you, how do you remain strong? Praying in the spirit, staying in the word of God. Amen. Feeding on faith building materials. That's how you stay strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The Bible says in Philippians 4.13, you say, well, I don't know if I can stand that long. The Bible says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. The Bible says that you're more than a conqueror. 
Isaiah 54, 17 from the Amplified says that triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So you can do this. You can do this. So what have we learned about the prayer petition? So far, we've learned in this study that the prayer petition seems to be the type of prayer that produces the quickest results in the most impossible looking situations. The reason being is because its foundation is the Word of God. It's praying God's Word. Amen. Amen. And having the confidence that He hears you, and if He hears you, then you know you have the petitions you've desired of Him. Did you learn something? Praise God. I trust all of you watching by way of television that this is really ministered to you today. Listen, I want you to watch this announcement, and I'll be back in just a few moments with some closing remarks. Are you ready for revelation on petitioning God for prosperity? In Prayer of Petition, Jerry Savelle guides you to discover the prayer that gets results. With poverty and bondage running rampant through the world, we need to pray. Learn the biblical definitions of prayer and supplication and discover how to pray effectively and powerfully. If you're tired of living below your privileges as a child of God, then get ready to receive some marvelous revelation. In the three CD teaching, How to Go from Abased to Abounding, Jerry Savelle teaches from God's Word and brings revelation that will bring you out of being abased to abounding. Live a life that's plentiful and overflows. Don't wait. Learn to petition God for prosperity. Call now or visit jerrysavelle.org to request this powerful combo, Prayer of Petition and How to Go from Abased to Abounding. Learn the biblical way to petition the Lord and see increase in your life today. Once again, I appreciate you joining with me today. And let me remind you that this will be the last time that we will offer this special offer, my book on the prayer petition and the three CDs, how to go from a base to abounding. We've concluded our study on the prayer petition. And once again, this will be the last week we'll offer these particular resources. So if you want to get them, place your order right now. All the ordering information is on your screen. You can write, you can log on to the internet, uh, to our website, or you can call the number that's on the screen and we'll send them to you just as quickly as we possibly can. And I know once you begin to study them and you get into it in depth, you're going to find out that this is one of the greatest resources you could get your hands on. There's nothing more important than building an accurate prayer life, developing an accurate prayer life. And in this book and in these CDs, we can teach you how to do that. You can get to the place where you're confident that God hears you every time you pray and you're confident that God grants you your petitions. What a way to live. Praise God. Amen, audience. What a way to live. Also, I want to encourage you, if you're not a partner with our ministry, please prayerfully consider becoming a partner. This is one of the ways that we can minister to you on an ongoing basis. Your partnership is not one-sided where you're doing all the giving, we're doing all the receiving. No, there's some special things that we do for our partners all the time. And it's a way that we can continue to communicate with you and bless you. And don't forget, there is a special grace that is on this ministry that you become a partaker of. The spirit of increase is on this ministry. And if there's one thing for sure that is on this ministry, it's the spirit of favor. And the favor of God operates in us and on this ministry at a very high level, and you become a partaker of that grace. So if you're interested in becoming a partner, uh, write for the brochure, the information, 
or once again, you can log on to our website. Thank you for joining us. It's been a joy sharing these lessons with you, and I trust that they've been a blessing to you. I trust your faith has been inspired, and I want to encourage you once again, don't ever forget that your faith will overcome the world. Amen. Amen.